You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. My goodness. Mmm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome into the Haters Ball. Oh boy, Monday edition of the Haters Ball. Arguably the greatest Haters Ball of them all. This is the most appropriate of all the Haters' Balls. We're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, where if you bet against the Phoenix Suns, you probably made a lot of money. Uh, if you bet against them to lose by 32 points, you're a, you're the richest person on earth. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just Elon Musk, also, Jeff Bezos right also, now. Also, send us that receipt. Yeah. You're going to be on the next Haters Ball. <laughs> you're definitely going to have to be on the next <laughs> Haters Ball. Uh, guys, I got the homies here. We had to come in studio today, uh, call an audible just to be in person today so I could look at these guys in the eye or in the sunglasses, as it were. <laughs> in the mirror. Uh, um, over here, I got D-Line Co. You guys know him as Eric. <sighs> Gentlemen, the sun is bright, is it not? It's the birds are singing. It's uh, it's a little too bright to not go out wearing sunglasses. I would. Oh, say. it's way too bright <laughs> to not wear shades. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to double up the sunglasses to be honest. And then over here, uh, he's got the pipe. He's got the hat. He's got the jacket. Half of that is actually just his regular outfit. That's the the best part. We costume. won't tell you which half is rich. <laughs> I'm tell you which half uh, is Brendan Vote. Listen, fellas, I slept on it, and I think, uh, <laughs> let's have that Devin Booker MVP oh, conversation. You know what? Go. Let's have that conversation. My, my God, let's have, let's have it. I'm surprised you didn't wear that shirt. Which I know. I, I was thinking about it, but honestly, my hatred for Chris Paul is so much stronger than my hatred for Devin Booker. It really is. I understand. Honestly, it's a, a real fun question here. It's just like, where is most of your hate directed? <laughs> is it at the city of Phoenix? Sure, sure. Is sure. it at Sons and Four Guy? Oh, my God. Is it at uh, Chris Paul? Is, is it, it Jay Crowder just a little bit? Just Jay Crowder? Is it at the confusion as to whether or not Brendan is dressed as Hunter S. Thompson or as a man, member of the Haters Ball? I don't know. <laughs> Hunter S., that's like a double compliment. You know what's honest. funny? I get no, no, that no, I mean, no matter what outfit I wear. Well, I mean, so you, you currently have a pipe and a, a, yeah, like a smoking jacket. <laughs> Guys. I think there's a little light shade. Uh, right so in case, in case you don't know, the Phoenix Suns, who dominated the NBA, really for two seasons, when you talk about regular season, dominated it, yeah. went to the finals last year, so had a impressive. tough loss. One of those losses in the finals where you're like, you know what, we're this close. All we got to do is come back meaner, Stronger. tougher. You know, more focus, which they did. And you know what? Have a little bit more swagger. Let's, while we're curb stomping everyone in the regular season, let's talk as much shit as we can. 
Why don't we force somebody into the MVP conversation that has absolutely no business being? Let's just go ahead and do that. Let's clown everybody along the way. Then, oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Hang on. Here comes Dorian Finney-Smith. <laughs> Guys, we got we got a juggernaut on our hands. We got Maxi Kleber. Ran we into got an absolute buzzsaw. I ran into an absolute buzzsaw. Just, a, just a, a, an unstoppable force, if you will, uh, the Dallas Mavericks, and get absolutely humiliated. And what was, I'm not kidding, one of the biggest ass whoopings I've ever seen. When you consider the oh, circumstances, yeah. like, because I know some people have said, like, oh, game four, Lakers, Mavs, 2011. Like, guys, that was game four. It was a sweep. That was like the last game. Everybody, everybody thought the Lakers were going to lose. They didn't realize they were going to lose by 50, but they thought they were going to lose. You can go through some of these games. I know the the Heat lost to the Spurs in closeout fashion. That was game five. We talk about game seven. We went all this way to get to this point. We're going to It's a close, evenly matched teams, three to three. Now it just comes down to heart. It comes down to toughness. It comes down to who wants it more. Guys, the Phoenix Suns went out sad. The saddest I've ever seen. 27 points in the first half. Fight. DeAndre Ayton comes out of the game, won't go back in, refuses to go back in. I'm telling you guys, it was this. I can't, I can't think of a sadder way that could have ended. Do, is the word sad even appropriate? I feel like the Phoenix Suns went out tragic. Oh, so that was tragic. Tragic to a, a degree that I feel it. like other <laughs> basketball teams and sporting leagues and anyone who watches sports will learn from this. Oh, my this God. Was, what should we learn? Oh, are we going to get into it right now? Are we going to talk well, about yeah, the keep, implications of what it, it yeah, is yeah. that uh, being cocky and uh, skipping lines? I, and... Well, I want to start. So we got a couple okay. things here. I want to take a couple things. Number one, Devin Booker. Oh, my mm. God. Now, you guys know me. I actually have nothing against Devin Booker other than I do think he's kind of seems like he carries himself a little bit like, uh, yeah, I mean, he's cocky, right? Uh, this, not, this in and of itself, not that bad. For an NBA player, professional athlete, you have to have a little cocky yeah. to you, this or that. But here's the thing about Devin Booker. I've said all this time, I'm like, him and Jamal Murray to me seem like the same player, you know, very similar players. They do it differently. But are we sure Devin Booker is like a better player than what Jamal Murray? That was blasphemous. Even after the bubble, weird, I don't know if people remember this. Jamal Murray had two 50 point games in one series. Like, yeah, run like, than Michael Jordan. Yeah, that was the one. That's the exact run I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I don't know if you guys remember game seven the last against the Clippers he when he had 40 points and screamed in Doc Rivers' ear to go home. <laughs> like after just completely dismantling <laughs> defenders like Paul George, you know I'm, I'm Kawhi Leonard. Like I'm gonna like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, here's my thing for Jamal Murray is I've just he's always been underrated even after that bubble. I thought he was underrated. Then Devin Booker skips the line, just gets elevated, all of this, and everybody's like, Oh, that's the next great superstar. Should be the MVP. We got Should. former players coming on here talking about how much better he is than Yoke and look at his team and this and that. And you're like, what are we talking about here? What are we Game talking seven. About? Let's go uh I'm gonna go to the box score here for Devin Booker, because again, this came down to who wants it more. Holy smokes. Devin Booker. How many eleven points. points? Wow. That's the good stat. That's he, the good stat. He only <laughs> played for what, like three minutes? Yeah, he was only in for 37 minutes. He was Jesus 3 of 14. He was 0 of 4 from the three-point line. He had two assists. He had two of them. Which is actually in the pantheon of last night. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. It's actually his two most impressive other sons to make baskets. That 11 points, impressive. two assists on 3 of 14 shooting in this game. And oh, by the way, getting absolutely clowned the entire time. It wasn't like, you know, some shots where it goes. No, he was at the forefront of Luka's, like, revenge tour and i just look at this and i go 
Devin Booker is a guy that famously made the Raptors mascot sit down because he was being too rude in an empty <laughs> arena, by the way. An empty arena. Yo. He's like, hey, ref, can you please have him stop? <laughs> I just, that's not cool, bro. That's not cool, bro. He's also the guy that in We're a summer <laughs> workout with other NBA players yeah. was complaining that they were double teaming him. Yeah. And before we just clowning him because it's a funny thing to clown for, look, man, I don't know how the rest of the world doesn't look at that and go, are we sure he's not a total wuss? Wait, I mean, could that have been any more germane in the downfall? Because he even says in that video, we're working on our games. Joaquin Rose says it's part of the That's game. That's part and of Devin the game! Booker says, no, it isn't. No. <laughs> sure looked like a part of the game to me last night, fellas. My God. Uh. It is hilarious. But honestly, the irony of, yes, like... Chris Paul was clearly exhausted and like put no fear in. And we're gonna get to him. I'm gonna spend a lot of time on him. But clearly, the Mavs was, probably, was like, "Hey, let's send a second body at uh, Devin Booker and see what happens." And yeah, he had no answer for it. But this is my point: Jamal Murray becomes hit the best version of himself when his back's against the wall. And unfortunately for the Nuggets, they've played a lot of elimination games yep. with Jamal Murray. Guess what he does every single time? Shows the f up. 40, 40 points. 46 points, you know, 38 points, 35 points. Dude. He shows up with some of his best performances. Devin Booker last night, his worst playoff performance of his career. Here's what I know is that I was told that there were four, maybe five candidates, rightful candidates, uh, with a claim to the throne of MVP this year. I watched all of them, with the exception of one, the one who won the award, right. go out with an absolute whimper. My goodness. Oh, every such a single well, one of them. Yeah, he went with, look at his box score. He played a terrible game. Yeah, I mean, he didn't go out with a whimper. I, yes, Giannis did. did not go out with a whimper. Yes, but your point remains about yes, Devin did. Booker. He did not show up in the biggest game of the season. He absolutely, Jokic played the best game probably of the year in the most yeah. high leverage moment. Giannis Antetokounmpo, because the entire team is based on him, he absolutely ran out of gas. Oh, don't give me that look. I'm, no. I'm, I'm with vote on this one. But whatever, I'll let you go. You oh, oh he's the second best player? You get to, to have... Oh, I didn't know. So Giannis <laughs> was missing his second best player. I didn't understand that that I was a... That, that part's fair. That oh, part's hey, fair. Was he also missing his third best player? Nope, he had that guy. Did he then also... Uh, Oh, the context. The most look. deeply, uh, like, inefficient missing uh, layup after layup. He did actually miss he a was couple terrible. of bunnies. He did like, miss I a bunnies. I won't stand I would, for this. I can't stand for terrible. He wasn't terrible. He was but he terrible. Was, but you're right that Jokic lost on a more impressive performance, I guess, Jokic, if we want to play that game. That's like, the thing whatever. Is that, like, no, listen. Like, we're talking about, like, the biggest leverage moments. What yeah. does it look like when the entire weight of the world is on you? Everyone on your team is looking at you. Everyone in the NBA is wanting to anoint you. And in Jokic's case, wanting to tear you apart. Right. Jokic can't out with the most impressive performance that I have seen. He dominated and Draymond so much he was jumping the wrong direction. He was magnificent yeah. in that last game and it put us into this place where as we went into the long dark night on our way to Valhalla we were able to look back we were with, at a, peace. Yeah. with a smile knowing that so Jokic true. gave that team absolutely everything he had and then some and it was inappropriate to expect anything more and every other MVP candidate left so much to be desired. Devin Booker more than any of them though this is the thing is like this is what's so funny to me is the MVP conversation has devolved from like what used to be the top player on the one of the top two seeds. So you had like four teams to pick from. And you just pick the best player that you fill from there. And then we went away from that. We started using context and trying to do this. And this is the nature of Yoke's MVP is people looked at it and were like, if it's most valuable, Yoke's the most valuable. 
the only argument people had against that, well, there's two. The straw man of you're only using advanced stats as if we're not using like regular stats and eye test and team record and whatever. <laughs> Throw that one out because that's not a good faith one. But the other one people would say is like, hey, winning matters, which I, I empathize with this. Like yes. I do think there is something too. We need to factor in record. You have to weigh it. And for me, Yoke was close enough, two freaking games from all these other, the guy, you know, Giannis and Embiid, two games away from those guys that I'm like, all right, I contextualize it. Don't think it matters that much. But here's the thing. We really think the solution is going back to just giving it to the best player on the top team. Like, is anybody watch that game and be like, Devin Booker for real MVP candidate? Uh, Come on, n- can I answer that? Like the set- no, <laughs> Devin Booker. The thing about the slander that's happened since this game yesterday is that a lot of it has fallen on the shoulders of Chris Paul because it's all residual. We're going to get to him. Long I might have form a whole hatred on him. of Chris Paul and the way he's conducted himself in this league and guaranteed <laughs> so he'll true. never so win true. anything. Don't, because don't, he's don't, such don't, an don't get too far ahead. Yeah, this part gods. is it's too but good. We got the point being is that. As bad as Chris Paul was, Devin Booker is in the prime of his career. That's so true. He was so deeply impotent in that game. He was losing the ball while trying to dribble up court. He was throwing it to other players on the other team without, like, just directly to them. He was missing shots from six inches away. That guy was so shook. That he was he should, so shook. It was, he should consider taking a year off. He needs a gap year. But here's the other part of it, vote that I really want to get into. You know, if we get to the basketball reasons for this series, and there's plenty of them, the Phoenix Suns look like a juggernaut when they were up. As Luka Doncic famously said, everybody's tough when they're up. Everybody acts tough when they're up. It was the most prophetic thing I've ever seen. He was. Players have to know something about the Suns team that we don't from the outside because Luka lost by 30 points in Game 5. He had every reason to be like, Man, they're kicking our ass or this or that. Instead, he was like, yo, these bums. Yeah, totally. These freaking bums. Are you kidding me? We just have to win two games. We're definitely doing it. We're going to win the next two games by an average of 37 points. And he just like knew it. And part of it is, is this thing. But here's the point I want to get at. Part of the basketball reason why they won is because as good as that team is, they have good players all over. Chris Paul, Devin Booker can't freaking guard a chair when you space them out properly. And Luka went at him. Jalen Brunson went at him. Spencer Dinwiddie got at him. And it brings me to what is my... Yep. Most important point. Yeah. Nuggets got swept by the Suns in definitive fashion last year. Swept by them. And everyone's like, what difference does one player make? Let alone, we forget, let's not forget, you know, Will Barton piece of this. Like, sure. All the other little ancillary doge. It doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Let's not. Yeah. Let's throw out that there are all of the guards were out and that Austin Rivers and Faku Composite yeah. were the starting back. Well, let's just throw that out. And let's just say Jamal Murray's out there. Are you telling me Jamal Murray? In a series where he has dominated the Suns in his career. His best games. Like four of his ten best games have come against against Devin Booker. He freaking owns that guy. Both of them Wildcats. You're telling me that he wouldn't have cooked him as bad as Jalen Brunson did? As bad as Spencer Dinwiddie did? Is Jamal Murray not better than Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie? He would have cooked those fools. And there's there's two sort of parts of that, right? And first is... How does Chris Paul look in fourth quarters when he spent the game guarding Jamal Murray? Of course. Trying to, as opposed to Faku. <laughs> we know I love Faku. Hardly Didn't your, even guard him. Hardly a hop in option A heading into that series. Uh, then the other part uh, is um, the, the defense thing. Sometimes you just need to answer their runs. It's right. not just like, yes, you want better defenders. Yes, you want to be able to buckle down and get a stop. But the defense looks worse when it's a 12 to nothing run because you're very predictable on the other end. But when you are answering these runs, and that's the number one thing I see for Jamal, by the way. Like, okay, they know how to guard Jokic, or he's not on the floor, or he's a little tired. Guess who doesn't let the 5-0 run turn into a 12-0 right. run? Yep. Jamal, Jamal Murray. So there are so many cascading effects that his absence had on that series. It was a sweep. So not even us could get up here and say, 
Well, they win that F- Yes, I can. No, I no, absolutely hang on, hang on, can. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Who have they beat? Hang, hang on. When it happened. <laughs> who have they beat? <laughs> but here's the thing. When it happened, we didn't do that. I'm saying when it happened. No, when it happened, we didn't do that. We got on this show. We said they got some stuff to figure out. Right. Okay. That's the truth. We didn't say, well, if they just had Jamal Murray, they would have won for sure. It just would have been different. You just know that every exactly. single part the of it would have been different. effects of the, this the, uh, can't be erased. Can't the be greatest erased. part about the evisceration that happened last night is that we are able to relitigate a series. Oh, it's so true. This is how bad it was, though. It I'm was. seriously. This it's is so how true. bad it was that you could now go back and look. Oh, so they beat the Lakers with a hobbled LeBron and without yeah. Anthony Davis. Okay. Yes. They beat Denver without their second best player and missing all of their backcourt. Okay, cool. They beat the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. Cool. Then they lost to the Bucks. All right. Then you get into this one and you're like, man, I don't know. They didn't look that good when they had to go against Jose Alvarado. Like they kind (laughs) of struggled, went six games, and they kind of looked bad against the ninth best team in the Western Conference from the regular season. Then you get into this one and they lose to freaking Dorian Finney-Smith. I'm sorry. We do get to go back and say this. Now we do. This is the thing about basketball. (laughs) We say this all the time. If you just told me after games one and two, like where's Dallas at? In fact, I went on with my buddy Kirk Kenderson, Mavs Moneyball. I went on his show and I was like, hey, look, man. Suns probably have this series. Let's talk about the things that Mavs can do because that's what it felt like. This is the thing about a series, though. It always feels bad until you adjust. The Nuggets played the Warriors. Shorthanded, down two guys. Games one and two, you're like, they're not in the same class. Games three, four, and five, they're even. Yep. They're even. This is how this is how basketball is. Can you solve? Can you figure it out? And can you do the things? Denver last year couldn't do that, but it wasn't because the Phoenix Suns were so great that they couldn't be beaten. I agree. It's that nobody had the ability, because they weren't healthy, to test them. And now that we have, they didn't just lose. They lost in epic fashion. Epic fashion. I I just want to rewatch. You know, when is one game more than one game? Uh, Is when it's the the highest leverage, the highest uh, possible, uh, like, uh, pressure cooker situation. And you show up, and and actually show up. You don't show up in any way, shape, or form. You... Uh, really, like, it, it, at no point was that a basketball game. That was just like a <laughs> clinic that was put on by the Mavericks. Like, it, it was so obvious early that the the Suns had no business being in that game. They were at home, guys. Yeah, I know that they, they were, were at, home. at home, and they Dude. were they were overcome by the moment at home. Can I tell you another thing? Crowd. Their crowd has been so good. Shouts to Phoenix crowd. They've been so good. They've got the guys that paint their face and they talk so much trash or this or that. It's funny how that awesome, intimidating crowd just looks like dorks when you're down 30 like tough. they are supposed go- to do that's yeah, what i mean is yeah, like you like, look at this when you're like man that's such a good crowd and then last night they kept oh. panning to the crowd and the crowd just looks like dorks and when, you're like wow this- well yeah when you're when you're painted bright orange and your entire body and then you're just sitting down. rolling and, then, and you're like oh, <laughs> you're just like sitting yeah, like yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah it's tough um listen i feel really bad uh for all of the the the, the fans out in phoenix who um Got an undue amount of uh, self-assurance early and didn't really know how to do or what to do with it. Uh, weren't able to act gracefully. Uh, came at us all the time, uh, mocking the idea. Oh, of course they earned. This is why I don't feel bad. They earned it. You earned your ass whooping. Like, listen, like uh, any other, you know, we watch teams lose. We watch teams rise. Uh, Brendan made an entire personality about uh, clowning the Celtics. You're probably going to win the NBA championship. You shut your dirty mouth. (laughs) All the same, like, um, you got to. That's the thing about basketball. And when people come into basketball who don't really understand what it what the landscape looks like. This is a not a season by season sport. This is a long form storyline that is played out season by season, incremental change by incremental change. The Phoenix Suns 
like artificially jump from terrible to good with no in between. And the fan base had no ability to like sort of acclimate and, uh, you know, appropriately build their level of confidence. They, they got the reverse bends where they got like, <laughs> they, they just showed up and like, Oh my God, we're incredible. And then they just started talking shit to everybody, us mainly. Um, so you know what? Like, uh, you know, chew on this. Enjoy it. Chew so, on it. Enjoy so, it. So when you say, it. what are the sunglasses all about? That's what the sunglasses are all about. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, we're in a mood. <laughs> we're in a mood. Listen, we, like, I, you know, these guys have some, like, like remnants of professionalism left, which, which is hilarious. Yeah, as, I, as I'm wearing a king. Yeah, I know. Like, and... it's, it, it's gone. Like, <laughs> I have the, crisp, the point God shirt. Yes, on, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I, on the other hand, like, I, I am unencumbered by trying to impress anybody in this industry. Because if it all falls apart for me, I'm still just a designer at the end of the day. And so that's true. I really just say whatever I want. But, um, that's a, that's a nice security blanket. It is a nice security blanket. Um, but, it's just so beautiful to see people get their come up and sit. It's just so oh. fantastic when you put so much time and effort into just watching this sport, taking the lumps, taking the beatdowns, waiting till the time is yours so that you can finally pounce and let everybody know what, what it is they need to know. Um, the Phoenix Suns did not do that. Now they are being punished. And this is the thing about talking shit, being cocky, carrying yourself that way as an athlete at the top of your field. This is why it's so cool when it works yes. right. because it's a risk right what it's happens when it risk. doesn't work out the ultimate risk ball man. happens and that's just happens. how it goes i don't make the rules no. i just wear the hats no. and i'm ready to do i'm it telling again. you every Ugh. the line between cool and uncool is so razor thin it really it's is success so because like you watch like pro athletes do stuff sometimes and you're like man that's so cool look yeah. at lebron and, and then they lose dude, this. Like, when they lose you're like oh, George. and to take us into break kale um can you show us the phoenix suns getting ready for the game uh they they had some dogs on that team, man. They got some dogs on that team. Oh my you know god! This? They got some dog dogs. In, yeah. Can we can we get some dogs going? That's not the right one. Nope. You got yeah, it. There it is. One. There it is. Let's get some dogs up in here. <laughs> then after that, we'll go to an ad break. Then we'll talk Chris Paul. Oh my god! What is? What you doing down there? What are we doing? We're about to go lose by forty. That's it. All right, take us to break. I love it. That's how you get ready to lose by 40 points in your Aww. biggest game of your career. <laughs> Man. This is a fun episode. <laughs> this Coke's strong. This Coca-Cola is really strong. Is this the old recipe that actually yeah, has cocaine in it? That's right. Uh, Ivaca TV pronounced Ivaca, just so you guys know. Uh, you're not supposed. I'm not supposed to read that part. They're awesome. If you haven't been able to watch Nuggets, Avalanche, and Rapids games, you can now, thanks to Ivaca TV, our good friends. You can watch all the Colorado teams you love because they have local networks like Altitude Sports and AT&T Sportsnet and other national channels, and they are now providing service in Denver and Colorado Springs. You heard that right. Altitude Sports, that mythical channel where all your favorite teams play. Uh, it's a myth no more. Reach through... The, uh, the cabinet into Narnia with Ivaca oh, TV. Mr. Tumnus. Wow, look at that. Mr. Tumnus. I, I can't believe I landed that. <laughs> I feel loose. Go to Ivaca.tv slash DNVR. Aslan. Slash DNVR. Yeah, I know a kid named Aslan. And, and use Jesus. the promo code DNVR. That's what it's supposed to mean. To get $10 like, yeah. off your first oh, yeah, it's the three months. Yeah. That's only $15 Calibre. per month for the first three months Calibre. plus the receiver. No contract, no hidden fees, but yes, nuggets. Yes, abs. Yes, pids. Say yes to Ivaca Yes, 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 that was weird. Watch, 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 watch. Uh, oh no, I 
lost it. And uh, Wanna Wanna, <laughs> don't you want to fall asleep fast? Well, you can with Wanna Optimal's fast asleep products. Need to catch up on some shut-eye after getting your ass kicked Ooh. at home? No matter when you take them, this well-rounded recipe will leave you feeling refreshed and refreshed in the morning. Unless you're Chris Paul, then you're probably still depressed. Over-the-counter pharmaceuticals knock you out with powerful drugs that leave you in a fog, but not Wanna. It don't do that. So where do you find Wanna? Well, you find it at Lightshade. Where can you find Lightshade? At 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations, including the Barnum location, which is now open one block off 6th Ave and Federal Boulevard. Let's freaking go. So that's the biggest Lightshade store. They got all the stuff in there, but no matter which store you visit, podcast listeners can get 25% off non-sale items with code DNVR. With code Let's dog go. in them. Ooh, dog ooh, in them. Use <laughs> code. They got them dogs. <laughs> you go into D, you go into <laughs> Lightshade. <laughs> you just start crawling on the floor and barking as loud give as you can. Give me that discount, discount, discount. Do you guys time. remember that video? I mean, I love King Yoke. Do you guys remember the video where Yoke's giving the speech? He's like, "Okay, guys, let's go. Have, let's play hard or whatever." And just like, "You're getting good at this, man." And like, yeah. Everyone like, like pats him on the back. Like, oh, this is great. This is amazing. What if we, Yeah. What if you, next season Jokic come back comes back and it's like a horse thing? Humping. Like, he's like. Galloping on all fours. <laughs> Leads us all into battle. Follow me, my uh, Oh, my God. I can't believe the Suns, just how much it's like the change the it's, face. You know, Now we're seeing the other side of the face. Like, oh, good. That's just it is that the emperor what is doors? no longer wearing any clothing. You're He's wearing naked. his clothes. No clothes. Yeah, yeah, Adam has now taken his clothing. Mm. And uh, when you see what is actually behind the curtain, you're like, wait a minute. Like, you, what What do you mean? Like, So you, now we're doing. How are you guys, how are you guys this cocky, this I mean, and frankly, as Adam pointed out, this team has won three out of every four games for the last two yeah. years. Yeah. By all rights, they should have the ability to talk their shit. And they went out so sad. <laughs> so <laughs> sad. It completely made everything they've done null and void for the last two years. Now everything is on the table. Everything is clownable. Everything is relitigatable. It's we're back in court is back. Or back so we, in when we talked to our homies for the last couple of years over at PHNX, they would always talk about Chris Paul. Like they love Devin Booker. It's their guy. He's a homegrown guy. You know, DeAndre Ayton, Mikhail Bridges. These are homegrown guys. Chris Paul was always the one they were a little uneasy about. And we always be like, man, I don't know, man. Like, you know, you guys, come on, man. He's, he's incredible. Chris he's Paul, the reason you guys God. have been so great. He's a point. We said that. I mean, he's the point. We did. God. I mean, look at him here. You see last night, you kind of get why. You kind of get why. Here's the thing about Chris Paul. He, his reputation in this league oh is God. that he is supremely talented, one of the most talented point guards we've ever seen, yes. one of the most competitive people we've ever seen, one of does oh, leader, great leadership. But for some reason, inexplicably, this always leads to collapses. We don't know why. You get the Clippers, man. They had that great team. Just never went anywhere. You go to Houston, like the most famous 0 for 27 from the three-point line you've ever seen when you were up. That uh, You go here. To me, this game was like a nail in the coffin for Chris Paul. He has to win a title now. And But even that, like... No, this game was a nail in the forehead for Chris Paul. It was a nail in the forehead. But <laughs> like what I'm saying done, is, dude. I'm not trying to hate on Chris Paul because I think this legacy <laughs> discussions can get overdone a little bit. But that game is going to be impossible. That's a state that's impossible to wash out to be like, he was absolutely atrocious in the games they lost in the series, culminating in a game spot. seven out. where you were like, at the end, to your point, they were worried about Dumb Booker. They at least were guarding him and sending doubles. To Chris Paul, they were like, this guy's not going to be. I actually ball. heard Chris Paul started to kick a fan out the game. Then he remembered he was at home. <laughs> Changed his mind. And he was like, get them out of here. Oh, that's uh, my family. A, oh, yeah. That's but, can I tell you guys something? We can't speak for the basketball gods, so I want you to. I, 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 I feel like we can at least like 
Not we can't. I speak love exactly. What's the today. worst that could happen? Oh, it's the worst thing. No, happen. no, no. We, the, the worst that can happen is when you show pride before the basketball gods. Yeah. Oh, let me just say this though. That's true. They don't mind. Let me just say Eddie. this, man. Chris Paul cheats the game. Yes, he does. Chris Paul cheats the game. Yes, Everybody he does. knows it. The freaking smart play where you rip through facing the wrong direction for a field goal attempt that you were never going to attempt. Like all the, the all the head bobbing flops, all the little bullshits that he does that everyone's like he's so smart. To me, I just look at this and I think back to the yoke quote, the basketball gods are always watching. Yes, they are. Just be honest. Be honest. Be true to yourself. Chris Paul's the least true great player. Dude, the least true. And for me, I just look at this and I'm like, man, is there a reason that this team, that his I'm teams t- always choke like this? I'm telling you, this Chris Paul is the most talented grifter this league has ever seen. Grifter. He is like Chris Paul is. Uh, the mm. worst part about it is that he is so unbelievably talented, unreal, and so unbelievably smart and cunning. Unfortunately, he has learned and has uh, moved over to the dark side, so he's unable to see the light anymore. So all he does is just revel in the mud. He takes pride in. Uh, Love getting, when you start talking about mud and muck. That's when you're. Oh, <laughs> That's when he's in yeah. He's just been, like he's just like steeped in it. Like he just approaches every game that, uh, so, uh, that like if he gets some cheap foul that like was undue, that's a, that's a victory, right? Like this idea, like you want right. to have this parade to the foul line. Somehow that should be uh, applauded because of how clever. It's it like is. when the pandemic first hit and the Lakers like applied for the small business loan or whatever. Do you guys remember yes. this? And it's like there's one thought that's like hey man the, you, the government's money why go wouldn't you, you go, go for what you get there's another one that's like you're just a piece of shit yeah you're you're a piece of garbage it's a very it's a razor's but edge so like you can't chris paul's on that razor's chris edge chris paul can't pull the same garbage game after game after game against the same opponent because they figure out his, his yes nonsense. oh i like that take i think it's a good one there's also like the officials call it differently but can i tell you another one please i think there's just also something too when your best player is like hell or high water i get it done Versus, like, my best player. We're going to find I, out a sneaky way. Yeah, like, I hope. Oh, man. Chris, we really need you to step up and rip through here. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, guys, like, the stake, things are looking bad for us. But I drew up this one weird play. <laughs> even <laughs> even in, the, in the brawl he was involved in, he took a secret passageway. Right? Oh, it's so true. He took the secret passageway. He's like, not so, going through the front door. Not going to the front door. Like there's a end. shorter, sneakier yeah. way. He's, this is the, the most important line. possession of our lives. Now, DeAndre Ayton. I want you on the ground barking like a dog so they don't <laughs> they look the wrong direction. Then I go left, Devin goes right. I think, okay, so just to let you guys know how hard I was hating today, I watched First Take. I haven't wow. done that in, I think, 12 years. Yeah. They had uh, Patrick Beverly on. Now, hardly the least biased source when talking Chris Paul. No, no. No, no. Why Today's did they have him on? Na- today is no day for, for non-biased No, today opinion. is a day. ESPN said we're gonna slander chris paul today and we're gonna bring in the right guy to do it but <laughs> he did say something interesting he and look again Slippin this Jimmy. is Bever- this is beverly what's embellished what's real you know you figure that out for yourself but he was it's saying 100 embellished what are we talking no, no, about no 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 but no no but there's this one thing i'm curious about he said that like no one really fears chris paul and the young guys don't fear chris paul and they all know about the cheat the game stuff that you were of saying of course and that's the part like, I know he's Beverly, but what shred of truth is there to people in locker room locker rooms? Talking about what you're talking about. Someone commented in here, remember when they played Denver? They're up big. In, they're up in the third quarter. They're about to clinch the one seed, and he stopped short on a fast break to try to trip Jeff of Green course. for an off-ball bonus, yeah. to, you know, uh, n- non-bonus foul. 
risking the guy's career and yeah. and Jeff Green yeah. charged the locker room yes. that night. And so I do wonder how many guys actually feel that way. All of them. Cuz no as evidenced by the party that was happening yes. online. Everyone hates Anthony Edwards everyone was on hates freaking Chris. Like, I was sitting there thinking like why is Anthony Edwards hate Chris Paul? Like he's he's barely he knows him, him. and there's that. Cuz literally every single person views the Suns the exact same way yes. we do and views Chris Paul the exact same That's way. Exactly. I'm telling you. Yeah. The LeBron Chris Paul generation can't get out this league quick enough and I love <laughs> that all all of their peers are like retiring, we get don't out care. the way. They talk we about them like care. millennials talk about boomers or yeah, something. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. boomer, get yeah. out of here. That's how they talk about Dude, Chris Paul. That's the, that the the one thing that I have taken from this absolute uh, just reign of holy terror that NBA Twitter has put upon the Suns and Chris Paul is that it's not just the Nuggets. This is not a Suns and Four thing. Right. This is not like That's oh man, point, we you know they, we have this rivalry and it's just like it makes you mad because they, they got over on us. Everyone universally cannot stand right. the way that this team has gone about its business over the last two years. Everybody in the league cannot stand the way that Chris Paul represents the NBA and is goes about. The, I mean, it was put in the chat here that uh, Chris Paul is slipping Jimmy from <laughs> that was so good. That's a great That's so one. Good. It's just like it, it's just. I mean, like why go about it this way? Like, the, the other funny thing is that Pat Beverly is Chris Paul with just higher effort. Like he plays the game like just as slimy and weird. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Hey, Pat, oh, Pat, you're so right about it. So funny. Tries to injure guys. Yeah, you like know what? Pat, no, Pat Beverly is like equally loathable, but like I, I love he, that it. Was he just knows like, what he is. Yeah, though. Yeah, was, yeah. But this was just like they just threw two like wounded gladiators yeah. into a pit. They're like, just finish each other off yeah. and go for it. Yeah. Pat Bev definitely knows that he's just a rat. How like deep that's in? his existence. How deep in? We have given. No credit to Dallas. Not a we'll drop. get there. We'll get we there. haven't we'll even get there. mentioned that <laughs> yeah. there was a second game because because like our people don't care as much. I know. They I don't know. care as much no, about I know. that. It's just it, it, it's that's fun. The beauty of this show is it's that fun. we are um, not even uh, uh, remotely trying to be objective. Well, we, we, well, we, honestly, these takes are all takes I have. I'm, this is not about a non-objective. I'm just saying. No, I'm right though. Like we're wearing this hat. You're wearing it. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, notice we, we're literally wearing costumes? Like, we look at us. We're not like oh, we're gonna recap the NBA fight. I will say this though. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I this I don't know if the Suns are done. We're going to see what happens. Let me tell you one little anecdote. DeAndre Ayton only played 17 minutes. I don't know if you guys heard. He's going to be a restricted free agent oh this summer. God. He very high profile, wanted to max this offseason. Sarver said, nah, we're not doing that. Mikhail Bridges' number goes up. Everybody, that price, that team just went to expand. They went from the, like, wide open window to all of a sudden you look at it now and it's like, hmm, are they going to bring back Ayton? Right. By the way, does Sarver know ball? Is it, <laughs> is it controversial to say his stock is up right now? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. Because oh, here's one no, thing the I'll answer say: is yes, because well, it's Sarver. A, but Aiton, uh, I heard, and this is just a rumor. I heard that he got into it with uh, Monty Williams Monty on the Williams. bench. I know they were going back and forth. That's a fact. Somebody, there was a report I saw somewhere that Monty Williams tried to put him back in the game, and he said no. After, meaning he refused to go back in the game. Afterwards, Monty Williams was asked about it, and very matter of fact, said it's internal. Not going to share it. Not going to talk about it. He just said it's internal. Not going to explain why Aiton didn't play more minutes. And it sounded worse than that. And it sounded worse than what I'm giving it. So here's the thing, guys. The sun's done. Bro, there's a chance the sun's done. <laughs> there is a chance that the uh, chariot just turned right back into a pumpkin last night. Oh, they, my God. Their rise to prominence was in no small part due to the addition of Chris Paul. Like, and is, is Chris Paul done? Like well, that, here's the thing. Did, he, I know he's like in the yeah. press conference. He's like, I'm not going to retire tomorrow. But is he going to retire tomorrow? Well, can I tell <laughs> you, it really reminds me of LeBron in a couple ways. LeBron 
in the bubble when they won a title, got five months off in the very middle of that to yes. rejuvenate, and then got to play in the most like zero travel. All you do is play basketball, and then relax environment, and they went to a title every year. Before the year before that, he broke down halfway through the year. The two years after that, the team has completely petered out and flamed out. So you look at that and you say, "I'm not going to count LeBron out and say he's out," but. There is a difference between carrying a team for 82 games and then going four rounds in the playoffs where even round one's going to be competitive. You go to last year, Chris Paul didn't wasn't challenged. They played nope. five games all the way through to the finals. This year, Jose Alvarado, say what you want about him. That guy made him freaking yeah. run miles on the court. Worked worked him. Then you get into this one, and Chris Paul just kind of hit a wall and started getting worse each game. And this is my point. And then, so I'm with you. Like You think about the Chris Paul part. He's 37. Now he's going to be 38. Like, you just keep getting older and older. That's how old I am. I know how that feels. 38. And on top of that. I you to do anything. Me, me neither. And then this is my point. What are the chances that they're going to go 5-5-5 five, five, five through the Western Conference? Zero, zero, zero. There's 0% chance of that now. So now Chris Paul's going to have to play six-plus game series after, after, after. I just don't think he can do it. I'm telling you, this offseason, all of this Phoenix Suns are going to talk themselves into getting Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> I, I think uh, the <laughs> what's Trevor Ariza doing? I do think there's a dynamic here too where they could run this back. Let's say even Aiton comes back on good terms, just like sure. do the whole thought experiment. They have everything they need, right, to come back and win sixty plus games again. But do, they have to prove to themselves that all that bravado, all that confidence, oh, all that you joy, don't get to have any of it. That next that year. was real. That yeah. that came from a place That's that right. was real. That you didn't talk yourself into it. <laughs> right. That you fell back on it because you know when you put your head on right. the pillow that you were better than the other team. Do the Phoenix Suns know they're better than anyone? Right ne- now? Next year, Javel McGee goes, we got any dogs here? And they all go, we're not sure. Yeah, but we don't like, know. Clear. We'll That's get back we to you. We're not going to know until the playoffs. But, I, that uh, matters. They could win 65 games again. They could get back to the second round. You better you're, you're 100% right about this, this comes up in their There's heads There's no amount of wins they could get next year if they brought the team back. They need to win a that would need to win a there, Man, what a delicious little sliding doors game oh. for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> sliding doors are the best. Had oh. they won this game and gone on to the next round, we would just talk, be talking about, like, wow, okay, Warriors, yep. this is their, you know, like, this is the path we all foresaw coming. The, the Phoenix Suns, they couldn't quite make it over last year. They've obviously learned from the lessons they, they got in the finals. They've developed grit. <laughs> they figured out how to Because last year, I think together that's true. With, with their back is against the wall. Uh, they have figured out a lot of, um, you know, difficult lessons by going through difficult times together. Now they can look to the man to their right, to their left in the foxhole and say confidently we can do this because we know who they are but that man god damn it did those doors close and now <laughs> we don't know who this team is this team could absolutely completely implode i'm telling you oh my god I'm, I'm telling you that it's always that window before all the bills come due and next year the first round of bills comes due for them on top of the fact that Aiton, not exactly going out on a note that gives you confidence that he's like yes i'm excited to be back here next year i just think they look different i'm not i'm not going to call the suns done but i will tell you if you asked me this two weeks ago like who's, done as far as who is denver con- competing with next year for the for the western conference finals i would have listed out a, a bunch of teams that included the suns in that top tier of, of teams i just don't know if i do that now there's not a lot of precedent for a team that loses as badly as they did to a team like the Mavs who they weren't even like on their radar all year yeah, there's not a lot of precedent for going out that sad and then coming back and being even no, better. Exactly. So to go backwards. Dude, and- how, how do you how do you how do you confidently stride forward with no soul? 
Their soul was taken from them. Mm-hmm. If nothing changes, you come back, you see the exact same faces in the locker room. Sure, you're all determined. Sure, you're all hungry. But in the deepest parts of your soul, do you have enough to believe things will be different this time? Here's they how, have no soul. Here's how, here's how fickle these things are. I go from the Suns, definitely a top-tier team Denver's going to have to compete with. The Mavs, eh, we'll see. I don't know if they are. To all of a sudden, I'm like, the Suns, eh, we'll see what they got. Mavs, definitely a team they're going to have to contend with. <laughs> and we'll do that on the other side because Luka Doncic... I mean, he he leveled up. He leveled up to me. Like I, I have to give him. I even earlier in the series, we were talking about Luca too ball dominant. This or that. Luca surpassed my very vo- like lofty expectations of him. Man. And he is that guy. The Mavs I feel are confident win a title, saying it. And I'm gonna be like, I think Denver would struggle with them, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe, okay. maybe not. We'll talk about them as well as just what to make of this new landscape in the NBA that has emerged right before our eyes. Holy smokes. One thing that's really cool about Colorado that I didn't know before I moved here, Infinity Park, Glendale, Colorado, that's Rugbyville, USA. That's cool. uh, I had a lot of friends that played rugby in college. I liked to go. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. Didn't know what I was watching, uh, but I'm getting better at it thanks to Colton Strickler of the DNVR Rugby Podcast, and he's covering the American Raptors who dare their thing over in Glendale in Rugbyville. And if you haven't heard, this rugby club is composed of crossover athletes uh, that come from different backgrounds and different sports. They've all excelled in other athletic fields. Hey, maybe you, you think Chris, Chris Paul could play rugby now? Well, no, I said they all excelled in their other fields. Oh, I just think like maybe basketball isn't his thing anymore. Maybe he could look to rugby. That's true. Um, look, a lot of other former athletes are playing rugby now, <laughs> and they're playing it for the American Raptors, who went 5-5 five and five for their first season. Uh, not bad for an experimental little project here that I think should be pretty cool, and it's getting more and more fun to check out. Uh, so subscribe to that podcast and check out a game this upcoming season. They're free, so go over to AmericanRaptors.com, grab your free ticket to the upcoming season. Uh, I'm, I'm told in the chat that I look like I stormed the cabin. Yeah, I was. I like that. <laughs> Who, are these your? Are these your sunglasses? Yeah, uh, they're, oh, they're mine. They're yeah. mine. Are they're you yours. kidding? Are those yeah, mine? Man. Nice choice, Adam. Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> what I liked about them is they were three dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great. How come you got the aviators and I got the uh, the? the... I de- that was not a coincidence. <laughs> you definitely look like you stormed the Capitol. You're right. This isn't a haters ball at all. What is this? Wow. <laughs> we're getting hated on. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just turned fast. <laughs> Eric's. Really gonna get us canceled? Not for something he says, just no. the way he looks. Just, he just looks. my general presence. Just your general presence, um, guys. While one team was choking, another team was ascending in a way that I was. I have to give was him credit. Choking them was choking them. Absolutely choking them. Uh, Jalen Brunson was incredible. Oh. He, we talked about him earlier. Spencer Dinwiddie had one of the best games of his play, you know career when you factor in the stakes and this or that. But I'm sorry, I have to talk about Luka Doncic because. There are very, 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 very few players that I think have the confidence to talk shit freshly after losing by 30 in Game 5 and going up against elimination. And then even fewer players that can talk shit in that moment and walk back onto the court the following two games as if you knew you were going to win. Luka played Game 6 and 7 as if he knew what was Mm -hmm. about to happen. Zero doubt in his mind. Picking on whoever it was that he wanted to pick on, and then smirking the whole way. When he came out in that game, I put it in the chat after two points. I was like, Luca's going for 60 tonight. Yeah. And he would have if would've. the game would have been close. Yeah, he had 27 in the first half, but the shots he were making were shots that he just knew were going in. And then he would look at the crowd and, and just kind of do the little like laugh thing at him. And this was when the score was five to zero. This wasn't like yeah. when it was over. He was doing this from the start. I got to give it to Luca, all time competitor. Not just of this generation. Luca, for what I've seen from him in his career, but culminating in the series, all-time competitor. Well, what we're talking about with Phoenix, too, and the wilting, 
I mean, these are the questions that have to be not, asked of your best player, and you have to watch your best player answer these questions resoundedly. Yep. yep. And the first oh, two, yeah. the first two games, Luca could not have been getting punked any harder. Yeah. They were taking turns saying, yep. "No, we want you, yep. buddy." Oh, and they we let him know too. You. They let him and know. And that series felt over to a lot of people in and outside of that series. I called it over through two games, and then and then Devin Booker's punking Luca. He won't even let him get a shot off out of play during dead balls and all that, right? And Luca's looking. I'm like, "All right, man." And when his back, he felt his back brush up against the wall. Do I wilt now or do I push back? He didn't just push back. I mean, it was like, it was like, tro- like, uh, like Brad Pitt and Troy walking up to the wall. He's Dude, like, you send whoever the f yeah. you want out here. Like, I'm embarrassing them in front of their family, and then I'm dragging the corpse around. Oh, that's what he did. I'm telling you, this the thing is, it's not just that he was ready for <laughs> yeah, the fight. That was dark. It's that he's the pretty. Yeah, it really was. That <laughs> was good though. I feel like it was graphic. Cool. It was really good, but wow, that yeah, was. Sorry. I'm a little nervous right now. Like, uh, but it was. It's the the he it, I, he just had no doubts. Like you could tell when a player has yeah. a little bit of doubts, and sometimes it's impressive that they overcome those doubts. That's part of sports. Is it's like, yes. hey, he had to dig deep. I almost feel like Luca didn't have to dig deep. Here's the thing, man. Luca Doncic is has the same makeup as far as backbone is concerned as Nikola Jokic. I, I want to continue to bring this back to Nikola Jokic sure. because I I see the same resolve in both of them. Luka Doncic is. Uh, much more boisterous. He is Jokic with swag. Yeah, like for sure. Jokic, for when sure. people come at him, he just like seizes up. He gets stoic and he just goes about his business and then waits for some terrible thing to happen so he can explode and get in somebody's face. <laughs> but like uh, Luca, just the whole time will just like he just starts hitting shots and he just smiles at you right. and like and he starts talking and like the clip that everybody has seen now ad nauseum of Devin Booker running and grabbing the ball from Luca like a little kid like your little brother would do and he's like come on man and then oh it morphs you see the entire and then, and then, soul and then, and then you watch him like he's, he's then like, he gets okay. mad okay he gets mad and he you grins know he and he like skips you know back coming. he's like okay listen that's the most unafraid player I think I've ever seen in the NBA that's what I'm saying man he's just so he I mean uh, I've always know, a lot of this good. comes from playing against men, grown men, your entire childhood as you're developing as a basketball player. And you just go up against grown men who have absolutely no sympathy for you because that's their livelihood. Right. Um, and th- this guy is not he just eats nails. He doesn't care. Like, right. He doesn't care at so all. True, like I just that's the one thing like you wish that Jokic would adopt a little bit is that just because of the NBA and the nature of the NBA and the nature of NBA Twitter and the nature They're, of NBA Twitter slander. You just want Jokic to get like I think you had a clowning fools right the first time, though. I think he does it in his own way. He right? does. He's not. He doesn't have to. Well, hold on. Hold on. He there's, there's, there's one difference, though. He there's one difference because I agree with you. You're there's right. different personality traits yes. that separate him. But there's one thing that I do think Jokic can can, bo- can borrow. And that is. When you go up against the goddamn Minnesota Timberwolves, just know whether you think it should be or shouldn't be that that is a street cred game. Yep. That Carl Anthony Towns right, is coming right. to show it at you. And like right. Lucas takes them all personal. You're Every right, single yep. one. Yoke is almost too pragmatic in a way where he's, he's like, t- you know, this, that. Yeah. But I, like, I do think he could borrow a little bit of that from Luca. It's still swag. true just to yourself, but just a little right. bit of a like, I need to let my teammates know. That we're going up against the 76ers or the Timberwolves or whoever team we might place face in the play, the Phoenix Suns. I just need to make sure my teammates know that these guys, like, <laughs> come on, guys, that they're not going to beat us. I just, he just needs to have those, and he does a lot of them. Kirk, Kirk just stopped in. How did I not get invited to this? 
bad, Kirk. <laughs> it would have been too much hate. Yeah, yeah. Kirk would have got it. Kirk would have gotten us canceled. Um, the haters ball for the Kirk would have been too much. <laughs> be too um, much. <laughs> again, it is. I think ninety nine percent just personality differences. Because I'm with is, you. Yeah. I think Yoke has that supreme confidence he that does. Luca does. Right. You right. know what it is, Luca. Luca Jokic. If Jokic was discovered at ten instead of fifteen yeah, or with sixteen, a little like, Justin Bieber syndrome in him. Right? Oh yeah, because like because like, like, Luca yeah. was playing in like for Real Madrid at fourteen. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, Jokic had a life of like extreme humility, yeah. morphing right. into right. supreme talent, and he never had that thing where he's like looked in the mirror. He's like, "You're the fucking man." He's yeah. like, he's like, I, I wish I was racing horses, but I guess we'll go play basketball to the highest level. Can I say something played. though? Yoke's proclamation when Vic Lombardi asked him, "Do you think?" Can you close your eyes? Do you see yourself? And he says, I don't need to. I know it. I know it. Oh, like to me, it was the most declarative I've ever seen him. And you're yes. right that he didn't say it with the same swag that Nothing. maybe a Luca would have had. Like, I don't need to close my eyes. Fucking know it. Like, yeah. anyway, yeah. he said it in his own Jokic goofy way, but it was still a thing to me where I'm like, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he Luke was saying, guys, like, oh, against those pussy asses. Wait, <laughs> yeah, no problem. And Jokic is like, against those pussy asses. Jokic Boston is like, Celtics? oh, yeah, what? Yeah, and, of and Jokic will be like, it shall be done. Right. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, let's go. Cool. Jokic <laughs> absorbs your shots. Luca's like a monkey flinging shit at someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, he's uh, awesome, man. He's um, so cool. Another one that, that, well, and also, by the way, like, it's funny we think about Denver has gone up against a bunch of guards since getting Aaron Gordon, and we've kind of been in this for that. We all talked about Aaron Gordon. The Nuggets believe him to oh, be the, the best Luka stopper, and I look at that and I go, Luka might be the guy they have to stop for the next four or five years. So the Love entire it. window of it might actually be that the, the, that he had. And I know a lot of people that chat are like, well, Jalen Brunson, how are they going to keep him this or that? Jalen Brunson is the version yeah, of yeah, that yeah. player that they have now. You could swap out Jalen Brunson for CJ McCollum. Yeah. You could swap him out for I mean, Damian De- Lillard. You could get the there's an A version of, of for sure. Of, De- Devin Booker might be available. <laughs> it might be Devin Booker. <laughs> like there is a second it's just now the form for them is defenders, smart play, like uh, guys that are willing to not touch yeah. the ball very often, but they can play defense, and then you need one or two like auxiliary Spencer scores, Dinwiddie. a la LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie's not like the greatest for the LeBron system. He's the greatest for the counter to the LeBron system. And th- that's what I think the Mavs have learned, is that they have, the Lucas system is 95% of, the, of what happens. You just need the guy you can throw it to when they overload so heavy to stop you, and now Spencer Dinwiddie just gets to ISO some scrub on the other end of the court. They can get the A version of Spencer or Dinwiddie, the A version of Brunson. Will it happen this offseason? I don't know. Maybe not. But I know that at some point they will. And that and Denver, you know, having the guy that at least they feel confident there, um, you know, forms it. Let's go to the other side, though, because all year we've talked about can your MVP, if you're an MVP candidate, what if you're out uh, by the second round? What if you're out? Well, let's take a look around the other MVP candidates. Uh, we, As we mentioned, Devin Booker, down sad. Uh, let's talk about Joel Embiid, out sad. In, it's funny, man. It's hard to think back to 24 hours ago when the 76ers were the most embarrassing team in the NBA ah, because I can of, do it. I can get there. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let, take, let me try. Let me take the way Hang back on. machine. Uh, because oh, yeah. because I don't know if you remember, but their closeout game kind of looked like this one on I a, a slight smaller scale where all the guys looked like they didn't want to be there. They all looked like a bunch of wusses and that their opponent was like mocking them in the late third because the game oh, was over. Oh. So here's my point. Embiid. Oh. I think you have to be on a true contender out sad. Actually, sadder than the Nuggets, really. They just went against a weaker team in the first yep. round. Uh, now you go to the Giannis. Giannis is out. Now, I'm not going to go as far as Eric here because I know he, Eric thinks Giannis played poorly last night. I, I think Giannis played less than his best, which is maybe enough. But nonetheless, He's here we are now going to the conference finals. None of the MVP candidates are standing. He, he scored 25 points on 26 shots. 
Yeah, that doesn't happen to Yoke very often. That never happens to Jokic. I'm yeah. saying this is not a Giannis slander. This is a let's look at who Nikola Jokic actually I get is. I get- this is like, and we have to look at it in terms of who he's been compared to and, uh, you know, taken uh, by national yeah. media members and saying like, oh, he could never aspire to this player. Yeah. Oh, he you want to know the funniest one though? Like- these? So I forgot another one who wasn't an MVP candidate, but is the real Hooper's no best player in the league. And that's, of course, Kevin Durant. Also went out sad. The like saddest. saddest. Can I tell you guys a new thing? I have a new updated top three players in the NBA. I feel pretty good about it. Let's hear them. I'm in no particular order. I think it's Jokic. It sounds like the right order already. I think Giannis. And I think Luka. And I wow. think there's a gap after this. And I know people are going to say it's spicy. All respect to Steph Curry. Who's in a different... I don't believe in best player. This is why it's weird. Because Steph Curry has the same impact. Just like when you talk about Kenny. He's Duel really and stuff like, good. He's really freaking good. Kevin Durant's also really freaking good. Joel Embiid's also really freaking good. But I'm telling you, Luca just proven that, like, hey, the system, I get you 95% there. Jokic, same thing. I get you 95% there. Giannis has already proven to me. Yeah, I know he didn't do it to you this time. But I look at Kevin Durant, who everyone's like, he's a real hooper. And I go, I don't know. He blew a 3-1 lead. Um, he has some pretty high-profile bad games. Then you get into a playoffs this year where he was, oh, he's the best player. Let's stop kidding ourselves. Averaging 15 points per game? Terrible. Well, he didn't. We just talked about the Luka thing and the best player needing to have that question asked of them, the teammates needing to see that happen. Guess who never had to answer that question? Kevin Durant. And in this fact, is the first time. And in fact, the first time it was asked of him prior to this, he literally joined the team that just beat him. Right. Like, that's not, I'm not trying to rehash that, but that is, as a matter of fact, what happened. And so, yeah, like these things matter. Like going through these, like having to ask yourself, when it's not going my way, what do I have? And, right. and that's not. When you are the very best guy going up against the other very best guys and there's nowhere to hide and no excuses to make, like, that's it. These questions come out and they are answered. Oh, my God. I keep uh, smelling. I'm like, where do I smell? Weed? No, like oh. campfire smoke. And then I look over and vote is holding a pipe. <laughs> I forgot about that. But can I just say one thing? Please. I, I know what you mean about Giannis in this year and in the MVP conversation. And I think in that context, you're right. Yes. I just, no, no, only just hesitant to, to lump him in with like Embiid and stuff. He just, ball. He just dropped a 50 piece in the finals, though, this, like to, to seal it. Like, I just think Giannis has Suns shown he can do it. The Suns the finals last year. And got they got to the second by round this year, and we have eliminated every good deed they've ever done. Uh, it is funny how we talk about this dumb shit, though, because it's like, if you look at the Bucks, what is it? Lost in the second round, lost in the second round won the title, lost in the second round. Like, there's actually, we always think about the LeBron model. Like, he's just ruined all of us. We're like, if you're the best player, you're in the finals or conference finals every year. And it's like, actually, not very common for that to happen. The Warriors have kind of ruined us, too. They're back in the conference finals. I want to exalt my my beautiful king, Jokic. And just remind everybody that, that when Giannis Antetokounmpo loses one running mate, in Chris Middleton, one running mate, not two running mates, right. one running mate. What? And then he is complete. I mean, I mean by his own really standards, he, he was almost still good in this, this series, finals, though. He was man. also good. Let man. me say this. This is how I would Mortal. put it. Luca just put up an all-timer against a great team that everybody thought was the favorite in a game seven. Jokic last time he was in a game seven like that, forty points. Completely humiliated the the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who at the time it's hard to remember back to this. The Clippers were the team. Everybody's like the Clippers. That's the one. Clippers Lakers. One of those two teams. Yoke goes into a game seven pressure filled there. One master masterpiece. Masterpiece. Put up a masterpiece. And I look at it. I go. Giannis has proven to me yep. too. All these other guys like With Embiid. All the, but look, man. Even Luca had a, a yeah. running mate, and that he had the team no, Luka, that was designed to have. Well, but his running mate was just a guy that stepped up. 
no, in, in no, Spencer that, Dinwiddie. But here's Jaylen my point: Brunson that team that Dallas built the when the once the game was over. But here's the no. But here's you're still not doing the bat. You're not doing the basketball justice. That was a team that was designed with Luca in mind. You yep. can say are those guys great or this or that in a mm-hmm. vacuum? No. But those guys were specifically good at the parts of the game that right. kept defenses honest That's against Luca, which is the same thing I'm saying for Giannis, and it's the same thing for Jokic when he had his guys. I don't think there's anybody else. Steph, and, and this isn't the only way to measure greatness, because I think there is like a, if you're like Curry is a great player, but he needs the other great players to fully unlock him. I'm just saying there's no other three players than Luca, Giannis, and Jokic that I feel can carry that burden. Those three guys can do I, it. I, I LeBron James probably, but I don't I know. Like this commenter takes it a step further. And what did Embiid do in the playoffs? Let's not even talk about tier three players, please. <laughs> <laughs> not worth our time. The um, other thing, the other thing, just quickly, like uh, I know that I'm not alone in this. That when you know you see your greatest enemies uh, have you know less than uh, positive things befall them uh oftentimes i'll go out and i'll listen to the fan bases and yeah. the, the, the the large oh i was in the i was a silent listener just the, the, a the silent speakers last that, night. that represent each one of these fan bases the loudest um and i i heard with the exception of Giannis, i didn't i didn't ch- uh, go and uh, research him but i heard uh the 76ers faithful out on Embiid. <laughs> no, heard, they were not. Yes, I did. I, 76ers were out on Embiid. No way. The rights to the, the rights to no, somebody. They're not on Embiid. They're not they out meant, on Embiid. They, they were, they're they, out they, on Harden. But they que- they're definitely out on Harden. No, but they questioned it. It came up. It came up. Ooh, I'm telling you. And Somebody then, has and then, that. And then the su- our, our good friends, uh, the Suns, like I heard Chris Paul being oh, referred even to Booker, as a bum even, even Booker, heard, man. I heard Booker being referred oh, to as maybe fraudulent, a top 15 fra- Yeah, maybe a top 10, maybe top 15. You will never hear this podcast waver even an inch on King Jokic. Game I mean, he's three, done we too came much, close. Man. Game three, we came close. We came, but, we, but, we, but we stayed strong. Game three of the Utah, Utah series, Utah. you should mention. Yeah, back when he was 23. It's true. It was a while ago. And then he followed it up with... The greatest <laughs> comeback ever, and then also uh, scored right. half the team's points you're in Game right. Seven. Um, I guess that does it here. I I will say one thing. I will say is I was very proud of all of you because I know we have our our friends over at PHNX who we love. They did a great job. I actually thought their show yesterday was really really good I given the circumstance. I was That's very impressed with how they handled it. Easy. I thought it was a great show. But what I was going to say is I'm very very proud because our people. I went to the. I honestly went over. In part to monitor the chat, make sure none of our guys were being assholes because I think it's the lamest thing you, you can do. You mean Eric, right? Yeah, as Eric, okay. I was just keeping That's an eye on him. I don't I'm just kidding, Eric. But what I'm, I'm saying kidding. is I'm very proud of all of you because I'm sure some of you guys hopped into the chat last night just to revel in it. I didn't see anybody in the uh, comment section talking that shit like it. That's their sacred space. We have our sacred space. You can go do battle out in the public, but uh, I thought that was great. All right, everybody. This was fun. Woo, light it up there. Oh, wait, Ooh. we have a couple super chats we got to get to. What do we have? Uh, Brandon says, is this the type of loss that initiates a trade like Portland did with McCollum, the insanely fast rise and collapse of the Phoenix at PHNX and, and, Empire? In that I'm dressed like this, let me just say, thank you, Brandon. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, well, look. Let's go, Brandon. I think it's a very, very difficult thing. Uh, look. Oh, I get it. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think close. It's, yeah, come on, man. Well, two minutes left in the show. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing, it's dude? Seriously, what the hell is that? <laughs> I, I can't even answer this guy's earnest cool. super chat now. Yeah. I can't even answer it. Unbelievable. Um, they gave me the goddamn insurrection shades. It's your fault. <laughs> give me the aviators. Um, <laughs> I, I, here's the thing. It's not just the loss. They, the, the Suns already had tough decisions. Like the Suns, I don't even if they won the title, I don't think they were bringing back the same team. They had a lot of like guys they had to make decisions on. Now you lose it, and you have to go into Sarver's office and be like, "Hey, Aiton, remember when you said you weren't going to pay him?" 
because he is not like a championship piece, and then and then he didn't pl- come back in the game in the second Help half when they were getting their ass kicked. We need to pay him a max. I just don't know if you can do that. So yes, I think some changes will happen. Ooh, they, you know that the Phoenix Suns do not have a draft pick this year. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sarver also in the middle of like a huge scandal. Listen, he might he, he might actually get that, Sterling. That's the thing is that, uh, that I, heard I should say Sterling the, himself. I've heard yeah, I've heard little birdies <laughs> say that the results of that uh, investigation are probably going to come out in the next couple of days. And there was questions to whether or not that was on the minds of the Phoenix Suns. Can I tell you what I think of that? I think that the Suns just got beat down so bad that we're asking that. This is like... This is when the Broncos went to the Super Bowl and they got beat in such a... That like, you had to make conspiracy that we're like, what is Peyton Manning part of the Illuminati? Yeah, like hold on a second. Like, is, are there mole people? What's happening right now? There like, were reports dude. of alien invasions, and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> Michelle's family actually believes the seven nothing Germany Brazil game is like a fix. Yeah, is like the fix is hit. They yeah. lost so bad that they went. This must be. It can't happen. Someone's How cheating. Of How could this be? Someone's oh, I cheating. love the idea of like of that's actually what happened. Was Adam Silver's like, you guys are going to go down. Yeah. you're going to go down by fifty. And you're gonna lose because of this Sarver news. Yeah, they br- they, Chris Paul's like, like, "What do I have to it's do like with Vince that?" It's like Vince McMahon. The, the, yeah, exactly. They bring him in the office. Like, so here's the storyline they're reading through. They're like, "What do you mean after having the most historic season, we go down in the saddest possible way, <laughs> and my entire career is eviscerated, shredded by NBA Twitter when I have no recourse? How is yeah. that the storyline? Like, like, shut up, Chris Paul. Just get, get out there. there and execute the script." All right, what else we Still got? Still think his stock is up. Carlos says, Suns fans were sore winners last uh, year and degraded joke, yoke during the MVP oh, conversation. So true. These fools deserve what they got. Their glass house has broken. Dude, that's why I'm telling you. Phoenix fan, every fan base is the same, so I'm not going to pile on. Yeah, but they we, were, we would do the same We garbage. would do the exact yeah, 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 same. same. The but we did it. The difference between us and them to. is that we... Our rise came gradually, so we got humbled along the way. That's they true. didn't get That's humbled along the way. They were like rich kids that showed up, and they were like, all right, where's my NBA trophy? And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, didn't you win like seven games last year? Yeah. And they're like, no, we're good now. And you're like, what do you mean you're good now? And then they just talked shit to us. We're like, we don't even know who you are. And now they lost, and we're like, what what like what was that? We're gonna yeah. look back and we're like this weird blip of the the Phoenix Suns dominance that will now evaporate. Like uh, oh, I, so hope, much water I hope we talk Phoenix about the Phoenix Suns as. Do you guys remember the the Chris Paul era Suns? And we're like, what? <laughs> it's a it's and a cautionary like, hold on. tale. No 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 no. That we're more like, hold on. When was it? Let me think. Uh, <laughs> was that in the? Oh, I do remember that team. Like, That's that, right. Was Holy that in the, shit! Yeah, that was, was that in the aughts? Yeah. When was that? We're gonna so, talk about like the Hawks and Chris Paul's peak. I mean, like that year with the Thunder, they really overperformed. I think yeah, when we I revisit wait. this career, we're gonna be like, "Do you guys know that Chris Paul played for the Suns?" Right. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of the, a lot the of young ones don't remember that know. he played for the Clippers <laughs> and you know the Rockets. But do you guys shoot stint in Phoenix? Joe Montana with the yeah, with the yeah, goddamn the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yes, little known fact. <laughs> Uh, no one remembers. THTR <laughs> says Bob Cousy would never go out as bad as CP3. Couldn't did. agree more. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he did. We actually don't. Yeah, know. Maybe he did. Not, he's, he's still alive, right? Somebody said Bob Cousy's still know. alive, and everybody like he doesn't know about the. Dude, hey. Bob, Bob Cousy has the most hilarious name. He is the Vorp of uh, old like <laughs> names where you just pick one hilarious sounding name to be like, Bob oh Cousy. yeah, back when Bob Cousy was lacing him up. Did you guys see Stat Muse well, that was tweeted that today? <laughs> Stat Muse tweeted: Steph Curry is the only member of the NBA seventy five team to make the conference finals this season. I was like, yeah, well, yeah I, know, I think yeah. some of them are dead. dead. Yeah, come I don't on, know if that, 
It's so dumb. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us at the oh, Haters wait. Ball. Well, no, I got. Give me twenty seconds. Cook. I just want to. Yeah, you guys remember in the early seasons, the only seasons that exist of Game of Thrones, and there's this warning of the White Walkers, sure. and not everyone buys it, but there's no. a couple of people that are like, I'm trying to tell you, like, eight. Yeah. The worst thing is coming. Like, you need yeah. to listen to me. Winter is coming. Okay, look, they they advanced past the second round, and I have seen. Toughest title path ever for the Boston Celtics in the making. <laughs> Jason Tatum is the most complete oh, player no. in the NBA. Oh, no. And Danny Ainge is the one of the oh, best GMs no. in the history of all of sports. I'm trying to tell you guys, you, feel, you think you're safe on the West. The winter is fucking coming. Boston cannot win the title. Sports discourse will be ruined forever. Just for you. I'm trying to tell you guys, this is bad news. You're going go to go back to the East Coast for Thanksgiving or something. Everyone's gonna Can be I tell you green. something, though? We won't care. Let me just tell you this. If you you go, you go lean too far into that one, and then the Heat win, and you're going to realize that the Heat also suck, and they're also I deeply annoying. The, the, who, who is the, the least bad option? Are, are, we, are we Mavs fans? Golden so State. It's Mavs. I, I think it's actually it's Golden State. It's Golden State they beat because, us. You no, know, it's Golden State because we expected of them. Yeah. And like they've already reached their heights. They already dance. They are like the worst is when there is a new up and comer that takes the, the, yeah, that's the, true. the, the mantle, which is why we hate Phoenix so much right now. Because right. They just showed up. And like, You're right. The hey. Mavs will just become the new sons if we let them. Yeah, so you might as well just have the Warriors. Yeah, just, have the war just be like, get another one. Like, who yeah. cares? Let, yeah. let me, let me, which camera do I got, Kale? Which camera do I got? <laughs> which one? You let, let's, They're all right let's next go to each other, Miami. Oh. Let's go Miami. Really? Dude, this is good versus evil. Our collective sanity is at stake. You guys think I'm just trolling. I'm I am fighting like, for you and me. This whole time I thought you were dressed up for the haters ball, but now I realize you just dressed, you're dressed like a retiree in Miami. <laughs> 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 like you could be playing dominoes right now and no one would even notice. All right, we'll, we'll continue this conversation tomorrow. Let's we have no heat. shortage of uh, hating. <laughs> the haters ball. Oh, we, might, not, dude, we might not be back to the haters ball till next week. Yeah, man. There's the on season, yeah. the preseason. We're in the hate season. We're in the hate we season. We haven't even started maybe. moving towards, looking towards next year. All we have is hate. All we have is us. And the only thing we have to do now is uh, what I've learned from NBA Twitter, which is it's really not about the wins and losses. It's about how badly you can clown your opponent so and for true. how long you're able to do it. So and true. right now, the Suns, uh, we've got a good eight months, year long. Of just, oh, it, just at least absolute, a year. absolute impunity. Oh. We can say whatever we want. It's going to be beautiful. I, I need one wait. more loss. <laughs> All right, guys, I hit really that like button on the way loss. out. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Let's go.